Are you there? Hey. Yes, I am. Thank you. (laughs) No worries. Take two. Okay, take two. (laughs) We got it this time. Okay, perfect. Yes, everybody, welcome to Kumal's Unfiltered Combos podcast. This is my second episode, and today I have my lovely friend, Stephanie Morales. Um, She's uh, an amazing, amazing social worker slash human slash badass woman, Um, and I just wanted to invite her on my platform just to give us some little tips on how to navigate this pandemic, because we're really struggling out here. Um, So, yeah, Stephanie, welcome to Kumal's Unfiltered Combos. Thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Yes, thank you for giving me your time and just enlightening us with your knowledge and who you are as a woman. Um, so again, uh, just a little bit about Stephanie, everyone. Stephanie, I actually met her two years ago at Phoenix College uh, with the social justice organization uh, at Phoenix College. So basically what they do there is they really have like these tough conversations on race and what it truly means to uh, create an inclusive state. And I've learned so much from her and uh, Genesis. Shout out to Genesis at Phoenix College. <laughs> oh, she'll be excited to hear that. <laughs> Shout out to her for creating such an amazing space uh, where we have these like really hard conversations that you normally wouldn't have. And again, it's a safe space. So I'm really grateful to just have met an amazing human like Stephanie. Um, And I just wanted, again, to invite her on this platform just because of what she knows and, you know, the tools that she's able to give us. Um, And a little bit about Stephanie is she is from New Mexico. Uh, So I've never been to New Mexico. So shout out to New Mexico. Oh, you got to go. Maybe. Well, no. Yeah, I was going to say something negative about Albuquerque but I better not I'm gonna make everybody a little upset New Mexico is a beautiful place there's a lot of things to enjoy there you should go okay actually I have been there I went there last uh I think last Thanksgiving two Thanksgivings ago with my best friend yeah Jadine's grandma lives there so yeah yeah she lives there so I went there for Thanksgiving actually and we drove back like the next day like at midnight so it was too it was quick you didn't really get to experience any Okay, so one day we need to go to the Balloon Fiesta. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's, like, what New Mexico has to offer. It's an amazing thing, though. Like, people come from all over the world. It sounds silly, but next year, we're going. Yes, once this quarantine's over. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Never mind. We might not ever go. (laughs) But, yeah, so uh, I actually just found out that Stephanie is a Taurus, and I'm a Taurus as well. So, Stephanie, when's your birthday May 6th. And mine's May 12th. So shout out. I didn't know we were so close. That's awesome. (laughs) That's probably why we connected. Yeah, absolutely. How funny. And I don't, I'm sure I've seen your birthday like over the last couple years. I probably wished you happy birthday and vice versa. And it never clicked in my mind that our birthdays are so close. I know, me neither. But here we are. Um, and and a little bit about Stephanie is that she loves ice cream. She actually considers herself an ice cream enthusiast, um, and especially when it, it that includes her laughing until it comes out of her nose. So that's how much she loves ice cream. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> no, I love it though. All right, and then Stephanie is also a mother of three cool, cool, kind humans, um, and she's a social worker. And currently working on a master's in psychology, she loves planting seeds of information for others to consider. And I love that um, Stephanie is obsessed with just really the human connection slash healthy love and healing trauma and empowering individuals and families to identify um, and pursue what will help them. So that's who Stephanie is. Um, and I'm so happy again to have you on this platform today. 
Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about all of that stuff and what we're all going through um, as best I can bring some sort of like, professional, maybe personal experience to it. Yeah. And just a, just a little disclaimer here. Stephanie is actually one of the biggest people that really helped me with starting this podcast. Oh. Um, she has her own podcast, The Other Side Podcast. So I will put that in the link as well. Um, and, you know, she's given me a lot of tips on what to do and how to do it. And honestly, like, I'm like, I'm so nervous. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Um, but <laughs> people like Nobody does. Yeah, like people like you, Stephanie, really just like empower me to do this. And like, I love how you're also authentic in your journey and creating the podcast. So thank you so much for your advice and, and the tips that you've given me as well. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, all of my, um, like, I'm still learning, like, what I'm right before, right now, we just had to re-record this, right? Because that's real life. And that's completely okay. I'm still learning on our podcast, too, as is my um, best friend and co-host, Jasmine. And I don't know, like, everyone has a podcast now. We're all just making it up as we go. I think they're all really important. And it's cool that we all can have a voice in a completely different way than we did before. So I'm proud of you. I'm happy that you're doing this. And I always learn. You said that you've learned stuff from me, but I always learn so much from you. So I think it's awesome that you're sharing your voice with the world. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, And then, yeah, how have you been doing with everything that's going on with this COVID-19? I know it's like a crazy time. It is such an interesting time. It's um, so personally, I've been doing I've had ups and downs um, for sure. I've had my mental health has taken a hit on certain days and I've had to kind of establish a new normal. I'm a parent. So I now have three kids at home with me, um, and trying to work and homeschool quote unquote, which is, you know, it's not really like the proper way to describe what we're all doing because homeschool is a very intentional choice. I'm going to, you know, school my children at home. And usually you have some sort of co-op and a whole way that you're doing that and you can leave the house and there's really like experiential things that you give your kids to learn so um if this is not homeschool this is all of us just trying to uh, survive and like make it up as we go and most of us are not teachers so it's been overwhelming but also I have to say that I've I do have the privilege to um you know stay at home and not worry about like where my next meal is coming from and i'm not in survival mode like so many folks are so just to acknowledge that first but i've been enjoying the slowness i think too a little bit of it it was life was busy and full and there was a million activities every single day and practice and homework and all of this stuff and deadlines and i don't know it's kind of been a cool reset mm. um for me but I miss people I'm also like super lonely so you know I we're all experiencing it in different ways yeah and and I'm with you on that honestly I think for me it's just been like I've been thinking about like where I was three weeks from today you know like I was working a job that I really hated and I'm like oh I need to do something else like I need to find something else and and then you know three weeks later it's like hey you're laid off (laughs) like Right. You know, like we don't have work for you anymore because of this virus. So it, it's it's just I think it's just kind of like um, very interesting at how like for me speaking for myself, I feel like I'm just like in a in a space of like, you know, like this is traumatic. Like it's traumatic mm. to undergo a lot of like changes that you can't control. And it seems yep. like life is just very like. I don't know. I feel like life just keeps kicking us in the ass speaking for myself. Like 
I mm-hmm. feel like I keep getting kicked in the ass every time I'm like trying to take steps forward. It's like, no, mm-hmm. just kidding. Like this is, you know what I mean? Like it's one yeah. thing after another. And, and with this whole like uh, virus, to be honest, like I've been by myself, uh, my roommate, she, she just hasn't been here cause she also has had her own issues as well. Um, so she's been with yeah. her family. Um, and you know, I've just, it's been like a time for me to just be by myself. And there are times mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm one having to, face some things that I don't want to face um and there are days where I'm like I really just don't have the energy to even like you know talk to myself you know and so um I think it's been very it's been very interesting and I'm just like processing it like the thing I say now is I'm literally just taking it day by day like everything is just day by day like I have no answers nothing just day by day so that's just where I'm at with this whole quarantine and COVID-19 and and just processing everything, to be honest. Yeah, that's a lot. And I'm sorry to hear you were um, laid off. That's it is trauma in so many different ways. And I think sometimes um, people think of trauma in this really big, um, serious way, meaning more like specific experiences or situations that qualify as being traumatic. But if you think of trauma as just anything that you were not physically, mentally, and emotionally prepared to deal with happening to you, which is what trauma is, it could be anything and it's relative. So there's no point in saying, but I've been through this or you've been, you know, it's, it's relative, right? Mm -hmm. If something is completely unexpected and you're now going through it without the tools that you needed to prepare you to go through it, you are living through a traumatic um, experience, which is, which is what this is. So I think some people find it helpful to name it. I do. You know, I like to be able to say, I know that this is a traumatic moment. I'm not prepared for it. It helps me move through it. I know that that's scary for some people to put that language to what they're going through, which is also um, okay. But I liked another thing that you said, you're just taking it day by day, which is all any of us can, at at this point too, I've even, you know, told people that I'm working with, take it hour by hour or Mm. 30 minutes by 30 minutes too, if you need to, because right now this is so unprecedented and most of us have not lived through something like this um, in our lifetime. So some of us are going to have different school skills. Some people have been through a lot more adversity than others. So maybe their resilience is built up a little more for a situation like this and maybe not. Um, and it doesn't mean anything negative or positive about anyone. I think truly everyone right now is doing the best um, that they can. But we got to be kind to ourselves because we, we don't know how to do this. Mm. And I think on the days when we feel like we can't move, maybe we just don't move. Mm. Maybe that's a day we just take it slow. And then on the next day, if we have a little more energy, then maybe we get a little bit more done and we make up for the day before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just got to take it day by day. For me, it is truly hour by hour. And um, I'm also dealing with three other little people who have their own emotional experiences and um, trying to respect that and validate it as often as I can, knowing that they're, they're grieving, you know, Mm -hmm. lost too. I don't know if you have felt that, but um, I think that's something important to acknowledge that we're grieving the loss of a lot of things. I love I love that how you said like we're grieving a, 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 the, the loss of a lot of things because it's and I was I've been like reading stuff on social media and, and that's something that you know like psychiatrists and you know therapists have been saying as well like we are like grieving a loss of like either even like a graduation like mm-hmm. a lot of people were supposed to graduate in May you know and and it's like oh wow like you've worked four years and now you can't graduate like 
you know now you have you, you're having it online like what like I, I can't that's so sad it. like you know what I mean like I can't I can't imagine what that's like like that feeling or you planned a trip or you plan to get married and now you can't get right. married like like that's I, I just can't you know what I mean and, and I think that for me like I had plans as well like for the end of May and those plans like are not gonna happen and I've had moments right. honestly where I've just like broke down and cried because I'm like oh I planned for this to happen and now it's yeah. not happening like this really sucks like it hurts that it's not happening it's it's not the things that I wanted to do are not going to be happening so I think it's important like you said to just grieve that as well you know and and obviously sometimes even grieving like it's not just like okay we're good like you cry tears that's it like no. it shows up randomly sometimes yeah absolutely that's a process too and it's not going to it's not just good. And I think we have so much more quiet now. So we're going to feel things in a different way. Things are going to be louder. Emotions are going to be louder. We're not going to be able to distract ourselves with maybe the things we used to, the activity or the people or the, the constant, you know, go, go, go. Um, but yeah, grief is a process and it's completely valid to grieve something as big as your wedding day or your graduation or just, yeah, like I was really looking forward to this party or I was looking forward to getting to know this person that I just met before this quarantine started or, you know, I had decided I was ready to date again or whatever that situation might be for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And also too, I think obviously we have to acknowledge that, you know, people are also grieving like the loss of jobs and people and loved ones because of this, um, disease, the loss of their health, they're worried about getting it. It's so many things compounded that it, it makes this emotional response so complicated. And it takes a lot to unpack that. So we also can't beat ourselves up that we don't have the emotional toolbox to deal with this because we're, you know, we didn't know that we were preparing for a pandemic. We didn't know that we were going to be quarantined inside four walls. And now we're going to have to deal with all of our nonsense and all of our emotions and stuff at once. So, um, but it is also an opportunity to learn. It's an, an opportunity to, if you feel like you have the emotional and mental capacity to do so, to say, I'm going to take this time now to kind of unpack some stuff and figure out in what ways this is triggering me and enjoy this slowness if I have the ability to, um, you know, so that I can come maybe out of this with having learned something and and if not honestly I think that's completely okay too I don't think there's any right way to do COVID-19 yeah no I love that and and I was going to ask you Stephanie like yeah what what made you even want to be like a a social worker and helping people because you know that like if I really think about it like I I did at one point in my life when I was like in high school a senior I was like man I'm gonna open my own like you know site I'm gonna have my like I wanted to be a counselor at one point in my life um and I even took classes like in college um and and it's like you know I one thing that really just made me feel like oh my god like that's a lot like taking on people's emotions listening to Mm -hmm. people's stories like what made you want to do that in spite of that? Like knowing that you're going into something that's like a profession that's really hard and challenging. Like what made you want to be a social worker? That's a good question. And I think actually you, you would be amazing at all of those things you just mentioned <laughs> that you are considering doing because you're such a compassionate and empathic person. Um, but I have kind of a different like professional background. I, I was a really young mom and I got married super young Um, And so I 
never really and the funny thing is like growing up I never I always loved helping people people were always really attracted to me like to tell me their problems or to help them through something and I just naturally loved that because I think I am very empathic and very empathetic Mm. um but I never considered being a helper professionally and so when I became a young mom I was just kind of like making it up as I was going I stayed at home I went into the healthcare field because I was like, oh, good, that's only two years of school. Then I can make some pretty good money. I can work at a hospital overnight, be with my kids during the day. So I was in healthcare for a while, which is a helping field. Um, maybe, you know, not mentally and emotionally, but absolutely, like, in a, in a real way. And then um, I started a couple businesses um, from home. And my focus was always, like, take care of my kids, be there for my kids, but still be able to make money. So I did a lot of, like, unconventional things. Started a concrete company with my ex-husband at one point. Um, and then when my kids were a little older, I decided I would really like to do this like on a, on a professional level, like actually be able to be someone who is helping people and making money. Um, and I wanted to be a social worker. I think like in my early twenties, I decided that that would be great, but I always heard that I was too sensitive for that. Like even the people close to me, I would tell them, I really want to do this. And they're like, no, 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 you're too sensitive. Like Mm -hmm. you take things too personally you feel too much. Uh, And I do like, I'll cry at a commercial. If somebody tells me their problems, like I'm in there in that problem with that person. Like I feel what you're feeling. I really care about things. I couldn't even watch the news for like so many years because I would just become this emotional wreck. Um, But then I realized one day that's not a weakness. That is my strength. That's my power is feeling what people around me are feeling, being able to connect to someone that I might not have walked in your shoes, but I feel what you're feeling right now. I can feel it coming Mm -hmm. from you. I love listening to other people's stories. Um, Yeah. I just realized like, this isn't a weakness. All these people around me have been telling me all these years, I'm too sensitive. Like I'm too weak, but it's not, I'm, I'm sensitive. And that's a powerful thing. Being able to connect to others in that way is a powerful thing, not a weak thing. So once I finally like really, believed that um I decided to go back to school and and get my BSW and then after that I um focused on trauma-informed care and a lot of it too is from you know my my upbringing and I've struggled with um mental health disorders for my entire life and like getting a proper diagnosis was quite a journey for me and being on the other side of that is is life-altering so I, I like to help people Um, you know, in that process when I can. So that was a motivating factor. And then, yeah, just being surrounded by dysfunctional relationships my whole life and realizing like this cannot be what love looks like. Love cannot hurt this much. Love can't be like this violent or this heartbreaking. Like this cannot be what love is. And believing that, that that wasn't, that there was more. And then when I went through that myself and, and figured that out and healed myself, I, I realized, yeah, this is the core of, for me, like healing the world. Because I think families are, you, you take those patterns through your whole life. And when you can start from the time that you're a child or as a parent, learning how to show people, um, show the people around you how to love others in a healthy way, how to communicate in a healthy way, how to accept love, um, that looks healthy, not just comfortable and chaotic or, um, yeah, I don't know. So that was a really long answer, but all of those things motivated me to, so a little bit of personal experience, um, a lot of personal experience, honestly. And then 
just wanting to, I guess, give people the gift too that, that I've gotten from my practitioners and my providers, um, the people who have helped me heal myself, whether or not they were a professional or just a great friend or, um, you know, an Instagram mm-hmm. page, like all of these, these folks have, I mean, really taken me to a place that I never thought I could be piecewise mentally and emotionally. So I just want to try to give that back. I guess, to other people. No, thank you, honestly, for saying that. Excuse me. And I think that, like, another, like, one of the reasons why I connect with you so much is because, like, how you're saying, like, you know, you grew up here hearing, like, oh, you're too sensitive, you're too this, and that's exactly me. Like, like, we're both Mm. empaths. And an empath are people that feel things. Like, even if it's not your situation, like, if you're not the one going through something, you almost, like, take it like it's your situation. Like, there have been times where even with the news, like sometimes like I just don't like watching cer- uh, certain things because I feel like it's happening to me. Like I start mm. to cry. Like I've, they've had, I've, I've had moments where I legit like sat in my car and just cried for like humanity, cried for the world and, mm. and felt like, oh my God, like what is happening with mass shootings and, you know, police brutality mm-hmm. and all these things. Like I've legit like sat in my car and just cried like it was happening to me. And it's like, but it's not not though but then it's like I know (laughs) right you know so so like I I I I I I feel you on that part of like you know like oh like these things that are happening in the world like it's affecting us too right because we're both empaths so I think it's like like it's coming back to that core of like connection and connecting with people like yourself it's to me like it makes me feel seen and like I'm not alone knowing that you deal with that as well too like you feel that as well like it may not be the same feelings but I don't know I just feel seen um, by you sharing what you just shared honestly oh god and all you know thank you I'm, I'm glad I feel the same way too when I find out you know anyone thinks or feels or something that I do I'm like oh good I'm not the only person in the world experiencing that but I will say that I definitely have had to and it just takes practice um and you know years of practice it's not like an overnight thing but um I couldn't do the work that I do if I still felt so emotionally affected by all of the things around me because the trauma that people relive in front of me and express and the, the situations and cases that I work on are so troubling that if I didn't figure out how to like implement boundaries and take care of myself, I would just be a mess and I wouldn't be helpful for anyone that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. So, um, so just know too. Yeah. If you, if you feel like you're not there yet, or um, I don't know, you are so self-aware and stuff like you teach me things all the time. I imagine you are, but if anyone is not, just know that that's also like a learned skill. You know, it's a muscle that you have to have to flex and you have to strengthen. Um, and yeah, you can get out of that cycle of like feeling everything around you. But but it's not a weakness for sure. I think it is. It's a powerful, powerful thing. And and once you figure out how to harness all that, um, yeah, you can do. I mean, you can connect with people unlike I think any other maybe type of personality and then Stephanie I'm going to ask you so how do you how are you like taking care of yourself because I you did mention that you're also taking care of your kids and attend attending mm-hmm. to their emotional needs as well so how are you also being able to take care of Stephanie um is you know like self-care and mentally like what are you doing what are some things that you've been doing during this time for yourself that is so good. Well, I first want to just acknowledge that like there has been so many times that I haven't because this is routine is so important for my mental health. And so um, 
someone like me who needs to know like what each day is going to look like and needs to know who I'm going to interact with. The fact that all of that has been thrown off has been so like earth shattering kind of like, I just feel wobbly for lack of a better, I, I, every day I kind of feel like I have to establish my own routine. And that took a while to get into, cause we've been home now. I've been home with my kids since March 3rd. So it's been a while. Um, but what I'm doing is I set a routine for myself every day because I need that consistency for my mental well-being. So I wake up like I got to go to work at eight o'clock. Um, I get ready every day. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, getting up and getting ready is a big thing. I, I take a shower. If it's not, you know, a shower day, I still do my hair. I still do my makeup. Um, I put on something, maybe sometimes I stay in sweats, but I usually try to put on like some real clothes uh, most days because it just makes me feel good. And that's not for everyone. But for me, that like signals to my brain, we're getting up, we're getting ready. Things are okay. We're going to be productive today. Um, And then the other thing is I have just completely surrendered to, I have no idea how to do this. I don't know what this looks like. And I was trying to micromanage every single day. These are my work hours and I work from six to eight and then I work from 10 to 12 and then we have lunch and then we have a snack and then we, and it's just not, that's not realistic. Um, Our kids are learning completely different ways of existing right now. So are we. Um, So surrendering to, I don't know what I'm doing and that's okay. And it's still going to be okay. And we're going to get through this. However we do has been helpful for me. Um, but the, the schedule as much as I can, uh, talking to people, talking to friends, connecting to people in a meaningful way has been more important than ever before, um, which I'm lucky to have people that I can reach out to. And then I think the most undervalued and most important thing that, um, we all forget about is breathing. That is like the most, um, the easiest way to regulate your nervous system and I am a frequent non-breather. Like I just forget to take deep breaths all the time. And I'm like, okay, wait, have I, what am I even doing right now? Why don't I sit down and just recalibrate? Um, so a lot of breathing, I'm trying to move my body and make myself go outside. And even if it's just standing in the sun, because vitamin D affects our mental mm-hmm. health so much, um, those things and just making myself do it. And then there have been days when I've laid in bed for the entire day because I'm just too sad or too um, you know, a little bit depressed or just felt like there's nothing. Uh, and then I got sick for a bit too. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm just kind of doing all the things that I know are good for me on normal days. And then I'm trying to be flexible and get, get into new routines too. But I, that's not also feasible for people who, um, you know, experience any sort of like mental health disorder too. So I think that's important to mention that everyone has very specific mental health needs and so this might work for someone who, who isn't suffering from any of those, but it's definitely not going to work for everybody. Mm, that's so good. And then Stephanie, you did say like vitamin D is like, so the sun is like good for mm-hmm. our mental health. Like, could you break that, could you break that down just a little bit? Like, what do you mean by that? Like how it's good for our mental health? Well, vitamin, <laughs> so it like actually being in the sun. So vitamin D is absorbed right through sunlight that actually enters your body. Um, or ups the production of it, or I'm not sure we're going to have to like chemically look at that online and then we can put it in the show note. Um, But it it really is, it's proven to, to improve mood. And so if you go outside 
and you sit in the sun, like direct sunlight, or I mean, maybe, I don't know if you can sit in the window. I, I feel like it can't like filter through something, but um, yeah, going outside and, and letting the sun shine on you, it really does boost your mood, like in an actual, like chemical, <laughs> tangible way. So um, I think people don't realize that either. And so that's why, you know, like seasonal depression is an actual thing. Like when it's gloomy and we're inside a lot and stuff, that's one of the reasons, one of the things that contributes to that is um, a lack of sunshine, a lack of vitamin D. Um, but yeah, going out, you, it's important to just sit there, even if you don't want to do an activity, even if you're just going to sit on your porch or you're going to lay down in the grass or um, anything like that. Um, but connecting to the earth too is, is extremely important. It's something that I do for myself. Um, grounding, you know, just going outside barefoot to connecting to the ground that's beneath you is such an important thing and can actually boost your mood, it's kind of like going back to basics, mm -hmm. right? Like, like getting sunshine, being outside, those seem like they should be automatic things that we do. But I, I don't think, I think we get so busy and we forget. Like, these are things that should be incorporated into our life if we can incorporate mm -hmm. them. And I love, and I love how you said that because about like going outside and just sitting and, you know, basking in the sun, because, you know, sometimes for me, like, I, I've noticed that there is a difference when I do go sit in the sun. Like, and I didn't know that that's the effect that it was having on me. So it's, it's, it's like I just learned something new from you. So it's like me sitting in the sun, like I felt like more energized or I don't know. I just feel different, like just taking in that sun or walking yeah. or, you know, just even like going outside and taking a couple breaths. Like there's just something about like those few minutes whether it's a couple mm -hmm. seconds, like there's just something about that. And, you know, and I feel like it really does have an impact on us. And it's like, you know, I was going to ask you, like, what tips did you have? But you kind of broke it down for us, like the tips for people. <laughs> so you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I, I was just thinking right now, I'm trying to think in my mind, because now it's going to bug me if I don't remember. And everybody, please Google this for yourself, but because I think... I think when sunlight hits your skin, if I'm not mistaken, I think like it makes vitamin D from some, maybe cholesterol mm. in our body. Um, but yeah, it actually produces vitamin D in our body. But I think your the sun does have to absolutely hit your skin <laughs> directly. So everyone please go Google that or WebMD it or whatever. But I know it, <laughs> you do need that. No. And that is one of my um, biggest tips. And, and I think because it's accessible, for everyone too. And a lot of the, you know, help sometimes that we see, I think is really, it's, you know, Instagram has made an amazing platform. People can go on there, follow pages. Um, there's a couple that I love and learn from all the time. So I love that about Instagram. But then I also think it is a place that kind of fuels um, comparison, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you might see someone like, thriving but you don't know you don't you don't really know how that person is feeling um and I think sometimes too it makes it so easy like look they're working out at home they got like a full workout program <laughs> that they're doing in their living room or like, look at that mom she's like breastfeeding well the being the CEO of a company like okay cool yes and some people are doing that but not all of us all right no, some of us are feeding our kids cereal for breakfast lunch and dinner while like hanging on to their job by mm -hmm. a thread. No, that's real. <laughs> that's real. That's real. And you never know really what's happening behind that picture, right? right? No, I definitely agree. And I, and I think it's like, <laughs> it goes back to, 
you know, even for me, like one of the things that I, I do when I start to feel like insecure or just comparing myself on social media, I honestly log off because like I mm-hmm. I can tell when it starts to affect me, like and starts to put me down yeah. and I'm like, okay, like, let me just log off for a little bit. Just, you know, t- take some time, like a couple hours away from it. And that that's something that has honestly like helped me to be honest. And, you know, because it's like, it's like being self-aware of that as well. Like, okay, like, they're not really living it up like you know what I mean so yeah it's like yeah so I have to like remind myself too like no like they have insecurities they have shit too like you know so it's like like for me one of the things that really helps me is just because my mental state is something that's very very important for me um so it's like I'm like okay that's affecting me so let me that's triggering me let me walk away from this for a little bit and then I'll come back on um so that's something that I I really do a lot like I practice that a lot I try to do it a lot um but I and I do just want to before I let you go Stephanie um I do just want to ask like do you have any like last words or any you know like what is something that you're looking forward to doing once this is all over this pandemic (laughs) oh my god I do have one thing that I wanted to mention just because I was talking to um a colleague yesterday about this that I think a lot of folks too are experiencing you know, sadness or depression or things like that, especially if you're prone to depression and to depressive episodes. Um, Because sometimes when you experience that, you isolate, you stop talking to other people, maybe you're like eating foods that you don't normally eat, you stay inside, you stay in bed all day. And this experience can be really reminiscent of those times when you intentionally like isolated yourself And so I think it kind of tricks our mind into thinking that's the mode that we're in, even if we weren't meaning to be in that mode, but hibernating, staying in bed, um, doing the things that maybe make your body feel like, oh, we're in a down period. I think just naturally makes our mind feel like this is a a sad time or a depressed time. Um, So, you know, just being gentle with yourself is my biggest thing right now. What I've been telling everyone that I work with professionally, but also just personally, just be kind to yourself. The words that we say to ourselves um, and each other really matter. None of us know how to do this well. Um, Give people the benefit of the doubt. We're all really trying. Most of us are trying to do the right thing. Um, And then we always talk about like self-care, self-care, which is important and I'm all about it. So breathe, go outside, try to move your body if you can, get those happy hormones going Um, if you're able, if you have the ability to, um, move your body, if you have the ability to go outside, also, I acknowledge that some people don't have, um, the ability to do that, but aside from self-care, community care is, in my opinion, so much more important because humans are not meant to do life alone. We're, we're meant to do life with a village, with a community of people around us. And some of us don't have that right now. And then that's a real thing that it's, you know, everyone's like, reach out to a friend, have a Zoom call, like everyone's doing all this amazing stuff online. Some people don't have that. Some people don't have someone um, to reach out to. So if that's who you are and you feel like, man, I was alone before, but at least I got to see people. Now I'm like completely alone. Um, Please reach out like to someone, there are people who are willing to talk. Uh, Social media is full of, and I'd be happy to provide you with some resources that you can put on your page, but um, there's a lot of of lines that you can call. There's people you can chat with. Maybe now is the time to try to 
um, reach out to just one person. But if you are lucky enough to have that, reach out to your community right now. Uh, don't go through this alone because now more than ever, I think we need people to make us feel like we're loved and cared for. And even though we might not be able to be next to each other physically, um, we can all very much still be there for each other mentally and emotionally, uh, you know, doing things like this, even having, having conversations, make a podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you have a cell phone, you can make a podcast. Um, but yeah, I think those are my, my only tips. I, I don't know what I'm, what am I looking forward to? I was going to date. That was my 2020 goal. I was like, you know what? That's uh, this is the year. This is the year that I get back out there. And then 2020 said, no, it's not. <laughs> Stay in that house. Okay. <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I think this has recalibrated a lot of things and like made me realize what's important though. I don't know if you've experienced yeah, that Yeah, no, all. honestly, I, for me, it's really just made me think about like, I'm going to be really, really honest. Like I, like, I don't want to die alone. And, and, (laughs) and that's something that I've, I've just been having like the fear of, I'm like, damn, like, cause I really feel like the world is ending, you know? And, Mm. And I've had those moments where I'm like, Oh my God, like, what if I die alone? What if I never get to experience love? What if I don't have kids? Like I've always wanted to have my own kids. I've always wanted to experience, you know, love. So it's like, like that fear and I get anxiety when I think about it like I can't have mm-hmm. it like it's like oh my god like I'm never gonna have that I'm not I'm never gonna experience that you know what I mean so it's it's yeah. been really something that I have been like oh my god like what if I die alone like you know yeah. so it's, it's crazy so yeah that's a real <laughs> thing and that's I think a lot of people are experiencing that so if I can offer one thing um as far as like how it I, I try to help people deal with that, that I'm working with. Um, it's, and, and even kids, like I do this with my own kids or my friend's kids. It's um, like, is this true? Or is this a story that my mind is telling me? And just going through each thought as it comes and not judging it, just not even like assigning it. That's a negative thought. That's a positive thought. Like that's good. That's mm-hmm. bad. Just allowing yourself in that moment, especially when it's a moment of chaos to ask yourself, is that fact? Do I know that to be true? Can I know that to be true? Or is this maybe a story that my mind is telling me? So when that thought comes into your mind and it says, you're going to die alone, Kumo. Mm -hmm. And you, you can feel that, right? That can be a real, you can feel sad about that. You can feel angry about that. You can allow your body and your mind to feel whatever it needs to feel. And you can also simultaneously ask yourself, can I know that to be fact? And can you know that to be Mm -hmm. fact? No. I can't know that to be 100% certain. So that is a story that my mind is telling me. So then I can let that go without judgment. And then the next time something creeps in, you know, I'm nobody loves me. Can I know that to be fact? No, I can't. So that must be a story that my mind is telling me. And you can do that with anything. And if you are able to take those moments and just say, is that a fact? Maybe not. And write it down even. Like if you have the time to kind of process that further, Um, but it is a really good exercise even to just bring yourself back into your body, even to remind yourself, like I'm here right now. That's where grounding comes in. Put your feet flat on the floor. Barefoot is always best. Touch the seat around you. Um, describe it to yourself. Like this bed is soft. This chair is scratchy. Um, my jeans feel soft. My jeans feel tight on my body. I smell incense. I smell fresh air, whatever it is, bring yourself to your senses to ground yourself and then ask yourself, are these thoughts, 
that I'm experiencing 100% fact, or is it possibly just a story I'm telling myself? And that's one way that you can um, beat anxiety in a moment and then also train your mind to kind of bring yourself back to, I'm actually right here. And all I can know is what I know right now, which is that I'm sitting in this chair, talking to Kumo, having this conversation, looking at my cat, <laughs> what, listening to my kids fight in the other room. Like that is all that's fact for me right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything else that's going to happen beyond this. And everything that brought me to this moment is no longer happening. So reminding yourself, all you have is right now. And that's a, actually, we should have done that. I have a lot of exercises that we can <laughs> get people to. Yeah, there you go. That's my tidbit of advice. Wow, thank you so much, Stephanie. Honestly, I've learned um, so much just within these 40 minutes of talking to you. So thank you for your advice. Thank you for the tips and sharing your story as well. Um, and where can people find you on social media? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even see. I'm. This is like now telling my age. How do people find? Well, what is my social media name even? <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's <laughs> Steph Morales. Or, or you... <laughs> we'll uh we'll bleep okay. that or something but but yeah you can find my podcast it's the other side with jazz and steph um i know for sure that's the name of that <laughs> and we took a break actually from recording because for our mental health we had to reprioritize some stuff but now you know during quarantine we have a lot of free time so we'll be hopefully having you on if you're up yeah, for it I love that um yeah but I have no idea where people can find me. <laughs> I'll just ask I'll though. just put the other side <laughs> podcast there you go that works okay perfect well thank you so much Stephanie I love you and I appreciate you so much um again thank you I love you yeah, too thank you and tell you kids I said hi I will enjoy your um Sunday and I'm sure I'll talk to you okay, soon thanks Steph uh-huh. Uh-huh.